Welcome to your Life by Design podcast, the show that will have you seeing how magical you truly are so you can start designing a desired and fulfilled life. Hi, I'm Karen Galway, a certified human design reader, a 6-3 manifesting generator, and an energetic embodiment coach who is completely obsessed with helping you step out from your shadows and leap into your light. And in true 6-3 manifesting generator form, this podcast will not just be about human design, but rather the tools you need to call in the desires in all areas of your life. View it as your tool book, not your rule book. Take what resonates and leave what doesn't. This podcast is for the women who are ready to become paradigm shifters, subconscious mind wizards, and healers of their own life. They are ready to rediscover themselves so that they can fully show up as who they came here to be and live a life by their design. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of Your Life by Design. I am so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. I interview Sarah Jenick, who is a psychic medium, and she answered all of my questions. I even reached out to you guys on social media to see if you had any questions for her, and she answered those as well. One of my questions that I wanted to know was if there were any lessons that she learned or that she learns from the other side that can be carried over to um, to us on, on the earthbound side to help us move towards our goals to achieve our goals like kind of like life is too short go for it type of thing and she definitely delivered uh in that area it was such a good interview and um I've actually have had a reading from her before and she's so good so before before I dive into a little bit more and for you guys to press play I do have to tell you there was a hiccup um in this episode so basically we were talking about how she sees the spirits and I was sharing with her um, how I have a guardian angel on my left side and how I see that guardian angel and I won't tell too much about it right now but what ended up happening was the internet cut out like it completely cut out Um, I connected to I'm wired into the internet so it's not Wi-Fi it's hardwired and we just lost the internet and so the whole like recording stopped and I had to reset everything and come back and thank goodness it stayed the first part of the recording. So what I'm going to do is as you're listening to this episode, I'm going to pop back in there to kind of give you a little bit of backstory and then that way you can continue listening. Otherwise, you'll have no idea what happened because you'll just like she'll be talking and all of a sudden um, you'll hear me say like what happened. <laughs> Like, I don't know if I want to continue talking about this. So, um, but I'll give you a bit of a backstory. So just a heads up that there will be a bit of a disconnect to the flow of the podcast for that reason. So before we dive into the episode, I'm going to read you her bio. Sarah Jenick is a psychic medium based in Northern Colorado. From a young age, Sarah realized that she had a connection with those in the spirit world that enabled her to see and feel things that not everyone else did. As she leaned into her health care and nursing work, she began to realize that her connection grew as she would get visits from spirits that she had a connection to personally or once known and cared for. This led to the development of her mediumship through many well-known spiritualists and mediums, being a medium, helping people connect to their loved ones in spirit and assisting people to see that our loved ones live on in the spirit world is one of her greatest joys. All right, let's get ready to listen to Sarah. 
Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the episode. I am so excited to talk more with you about your mediumship. We met like a year ago through a coaching program. And I know your business has really taken off since then. And it's amazing to think about like where you are, where you, you were then and where you are now, which we'll get into with your story, but welcome. Thank you for making time for this. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Of course. And I want to just dive right into this. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and, um, and what you do? Yeah. So my name is Sarah. I'm a psychic and a medium. So I help tune into the living here and can kind of pick up some um, things about you, things, situations you're going through, maybe in the past or in your future that might be coming up, but to help you get guidance on your path to help make living a little bit easier. And then my favorite is tuning into your loved ones on the other side. So this is just to kind of help get you some understanding, some healing. A lot of people are grieving, right? And really need to know that their loved ones are okay and that they're safe. And so I really strive to try to help get people some pieces of evidence so they really know without a doubt that our loved ones are around us because I know that not everybody can tune into and pick up in this or, you know, things that are on the spiritual world. So I love that. You know, sometimes I will smell something like, um, my grandmother's apartment, uh, had a very distinct smell and she lived in that apartment for, I don't know, a couple decades, if not longer. And every Sunday she would make this, uh, huge home cooked meal. I mean, we're talking probably a roast and a chicken and all the fixings. And it was so delicious. And that's what I smell is like that. And like combination of like the, uh, the hallway of the apartment and just randomly, like I'll just smell it. And I often yeah, wonder. I have that her. too with my grandma. A lot of the smelling, yeah. like the scents that I rem- that that remind me of her house. I know the exact room, the same places. Mm-hmm. Like it's been so long that the they say your smell is like one of the strongest scents tied to your memory. Yeah, so that's like yeah. one way that they connect to us for sure. Mm. Oh, I love that. Okay, so of course I'm sure you get this question. I know that you just left nursing, right? Like a year ago, you're thinking about going part-time. Now you've completely left and this is the mediumship is your full um, business that you're doing. I would love to know, how did you get into being a medium? How did you know you were one? Like, what was that? Did that happen as a young age? Like what, what does that story look like? Yeah, for me, it definitely did. I remember as a young, young girl uh, laying in bed at nighttime and kept getting visits by the same man at nighttime. And I know understand that a lot of people get visits around like the evening time and in bed like people think it's that this is like the haunting hour right this is when they step in to like scare us and I'm like no 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 that's not how it works scientifically I like to kind of explain that that's when your brain is most at rest so it's easiest to receive information you're not thinking about the to-do list of the day what I have to do next what did I do I could have done that better that kind of a thing right your mind is just calm. So you receive information more. So I do feel like that's when most people have those experiences. Um, But I did have, um, I had experiences in every house that I lived in. And I realized that like, even in new build houses, I was getting visits. I was like, oh, it's not just that my house is haunted. I think it's me. (laughs) You know, I think I'm actually like, I think there is some kind of a connection here. How old Um, did you realize that? Yeah. and, And as I got older, it just kind of, grew, I think more to like stepping out of school, right? Where there's so many pressures of 
kind of having to show up and be into like what all your peers are into, it kind of allows you to like be more of yourself. And I just kept getting more visits from people. And as I got further into my nursing career, would get validations that way. So I actually got a couple of visits by my favorite patient um, and and actually saw them, experienced them at my house before I went to work and found out that they actually had in fact passed away. Wow. So I kept getting this validation. I had always been into like ghost hunters and mediums and all things, but just kind of like one thing after the other, I had a lot of dreams by like a childhood friend who visited me. And I was like, oh, this is definitely like, I think I am a medium. And then, you know, I started kind of picking up more information about people's family members and friends that were on the other side and then put all of that together and yeah, it began my mediumship journey. So my gosh, how old were you? You said you were like, you experienced it like in different houses. How old were you when you're like, Oh, I think I might be a medium. Were you like later, like teens, early twenties or. I knew in my teens that I, I had gotten enough visits that I thought something was weird, but I was like, I don't know if everybody has this experience. Maybe it's just something that we don't talk about because it's not cool, right? I kind of had that impression, but I was like, maybe it's just something. But then like, as I got older, I was like, yeah, I don't think this is everybody. I think it's me. (laughs) I think it's just some people are more sensitive. Although I do feel that a lot of people, especially if you've lost a loved one, will have experiences, but it is, it's just not something that a lot of people talk about. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I've like growing up, I would have more so, um, like in college and after college, after even graduate school, I would have like images and I would open my eyes in the middle of the night and I would see things, but it always freaked me out. And, um, it was always like, I felt heavy with it. And so I did not like, and I still don't like, uh, ghost hunters or any of that. Cause I feel like it just, it freaks me out. And so it's funny that you love that stuff that like that, that's something that you connect it to. Whereas I, I don't know, like if it was my imagination of what was happening, if it was like some entity or I have no idea, but, um, it always freaks me out <laughs> with that yeah, stuff. I think too, it depends on the house that you're in. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought this from like the first time that I think I've met you, I think I've always told you that I feel like you're a little bit psychic or medium yourself too. But, um, a lot of people that are really sensitive that feel a lot, um, you feel the energy of the house. So if something negative happened in your house, maybe Mm. somebody passed away and I don't know, something, an accident or something kind of tragic happened, you will feel that. So Mm -hmm. naturally you assume that these are scary when it's like, really, you might be picking up the impression around the situation that happened. Yeah. Um, so that's one way that I like to explain that to people. Yeah, it is. I feel like a lot of the ghost hunter shows put a lot of fear tactics in that. And I <laughs> yeah. will say that I really feel that um, I like to be intentional with who I connect with. I like to connect with like pets, uh, your family and friends that are on the other side. Um, because I do feel like if, if you're looking for certain things, you will find it. Um, and that's just something that I try to, to be mindful of. And I found that I don't really have to set as many boundaries these that's, days. Well, that was leading about leading my other question about the boundaries. So like yeah. you're setting the intention of what you want to get out of it. It's kind of like a boundary that you're, that you're setting. So, um, do you, when you go into a reading, do you set a boundary? Do you basically say that this is what I'm wanting to get out of it? Or is it just something now it's kind of like ingrained into when you go into your readings? 
Yeah, no, in the beginning, I asked for a ton of protection. I like called in like all the angels and was like, help protect me, keep me safe. Like I had this same ritual that I did all the time because I was fearful of picking up or connecting to something not of like a high vibration. But I do have to say too, I feel like a lot of, and this is not too um, poo-poo at all on any kind of religion, but a lot of religion has taught us that it's not okay to connect to our loved ones right on the other side that it's not safe or that it could Mm be evil and I can tell you that really after I kind of grew out of that fear piece I I don't really have to protect myself anymore because I know that that it's just Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's from expectation or just because I've done it so much I just don't feel like I have anything else showing up besides besides like your ones so I remember like you had we you did a reading for me like a year ago and you were in this house that you just bought it was like a new house that it was gonna be a rental or you're gonna turn oh, it into a rental yeah and there were so many windows I think or or it was dark it was something in it and I was like you said you loved it and I'm like that kind of like makes me nervous <laughs> like it had like a weakness <laughs> to it um do you still have that house yeah, you know that's funny that you say that because it's so the house was built in 1895 right um it was it's in the little town of cripple creek colorado and as soon as we walked in when we first just the realtor showing us the house i felt such dread and i felt like it was hard to breathe like there was a fire or something there i didn't understand what it was but now that i know the history of cripple creek there were some really massive fires in that area so i do feel like like i kind of learned to tune it out and but like pick up on like random spirits like that that maybe have a connection with that but yeah I think that why that's probably why you're feeling that is because I felt that too initially. So yeah, yeah, maybe perhaps, but I'm also like, I feel like, again, I'm, I'm so sensitive to like the fear behind like who, like, I don't like, you know, that, that stuff freaks me out. So maybe that was just the lens that I was going in with. Um, I would love to know how, I mean, you talked about smell, but I would love to know how, when you're, when you're connecting with others on the other side, how do they communicate with you? Is it like a knowing? Is it like a visualization, a taste, a smell? Is it all of it? Yeah, I like to call it like a spirit dictionary, really. It's kind of like learning another language a little bit. Um, I'm sure it's kind of similar to like your human sign, way different because I'm getting mm-hmm. it different. But uh, usually when I have somebody's loved one step in, I start seeing like images of them, I start getting impressions, like feelings of what maybe happened to them towards the end of their life, physical impressions. Um, I'll hear names or like the actual connection um, to my person. So if it's like a mom wanting to connect to her daughter, like I'll hear mom and, you know, that's my daughter. That's my daughter. Like I'm excited to talk to her type thing. Yeah. So I kind of put all of that together. It's hard to explain (laughs) if you're not used to it, but if only they could just stand in front of us long enough to hold a full conversation, right. It would be so much easier. Right. It's It's kind of putting everything together. So so it's just like little snippets and then you're almost like intuitively putting a story together of the information that's coming through. Yes. Yeah. And I will say, I try not to ask for too many um, symbols because they can be hard to interpret. So I like to ask for like direct information. Like, what was it that you loved in life? What, you know, tell me about your personality. Uh, what were your hobbies? How was your connection to this person? You know, what kind of message do you have for them? That kind of a thing makes it a lot easier. <laughs> Are you asking that question out loud or quietly in your mind? No, both. It's like yeah. definitely like within my mind. It's hard yeah. to explain, but kind yeah. of not if you've ever meditated and connected to like yeah. a guide or something like that. 
Absolutely. It was like a knowing, but yeah. are you asking the questions out loud too? Um, no, 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 nope. it's all inside. Okay. No, I, was, been, I was like, curious if like someone's sitting across from you, if you're asking those questions, but it's either you're connecting intuitively, like in your mind, or you're thinking of the question or the answers come in. Yeah. Um, hear it, hear it. And it's hard to explain if you don't hear spirit, but I hear it. So yeah. Love, gosh, I love it. Um, so one of the things that I'm like a, a mantra that I will tell myself, like if I'm going through a big transition in my life, which I, you know, I currently am. And, and if I'm leaning into something that I want to do, that's completely different from what I have always been doing, like being a speech therapist for over 20 years, but now getting into like the spiritual coaching, there is this part of you that will like your subconscious mind that want you to stay in the familiarity. And then if you're going into something new, it just like, it creates like this uncomfortable feeling and all it is is just the unknown and like your ego being kind of like alert alert because this is something different your worst friend yeah and so what I tell myself is if I'm on my deathbed would I regret moving forward with this decision or will I regret staying in this decision and answer that comes to me will be like I'll always regret not going for what I wanted to go for is always like the what I they the answer I'll get to myself. And I'm curious, are there general messages that you get from the other side that could um, help anyone on, you know, on the earthbound in terms of like going for things or are there general messages about, um, you know, some of your biggest takeaways basically? Uh, Absolutely. That you, what you said literally just like gave me chills. I definitely feel like that is one of, one of the messages that are so important is that I feel like life is such a short um, ex- piece of our soul's existence, right? And really, I think one of people's biggest regrets is not doing things, living a life like authentically, speaking up about things that are important to them, saying things that are on their heart and their mind, um, even if it's something like, you know, please forgive me or thank you. But sometimes people have a really hard time verbalizing stuff like that for whatever reasons you know, we're all going through different issues in life and trying to learn and grow, but definitely living life to the fullest. Like you don't, you're not promised tomorrow. You don't know that you're always going to have another month, another year to live. Right. Um, so I think life fully, definitely forgiveness, I think is one. And a lot of times just like a simple thank you, or you made the right decision. You know, I, it was, it was perfect. Like everything happened exactly how it was supposed to. There was no right or wrong. Um, and we're like, thank you for respecting my wishes, that kind of thing. Um, like for so, the, yeah. or for us on the earth side to say that to other people or, or no, no, from like your loved ones in spirit, like mm-hmm. think, because a lot of people carry guilt around you know, did I do the right thing? Did I do mm-hmm. enough? Could we have helped them? Maybe, it, maybe I took them off of life support too soon, or maybe, right. you know, someone passed quite tragically. Like, was I around them and did I support them enough? Like we're always overthinking, of always over- questioning. And when you're going through grief, you can definitely get in your own way and make that much more difficult to heal um, by thinking those repetitive thoughts. So a lot of times they will come in and say things, that going back to what you just said that really help us to live more fuller lives happier lives easier lives it's easy to get caught up in the the thought that we're supposed to really struggle through life mm-hmm. and i feel like on a, our souls um connecting like with our higher self 
we are sometimes we make life much more difficult for ourselves than it's supposed to be for us. Yeah, I've heard that like where we're meant to have an abundant life, like we're meant to like experience abundance. I mean, abundant materials, like these materialistic things are on this here for us to experience if if we're not meant to be experiencing it wouldn't necessarily be here and so we're meant to have like go through the work go through the shadow work to be able to get to the abundant side but a lot of people like to your point of making it so much more challenging and difficult and I love that you just kind of reiterated that like this is your soul like this is part of that soul's expansion journey is is having experiencing that um I love that um is there like kind of to the, to the same, um, question or extension of it. Is there, do you hear any regrets from the dying or is it more so the dying? Are they at like a piece where they are now that it's just, you know, everything worked out the way it was supposed to, or are there any regrets? Uh, absolutely. I would say the, probably the biggest regrets are when we have people that are just like a-holes or hurt us in life. Um, I definitely feel like there's always a regret here coming through with those people or, you know, people that pass maybe in an argument and haven't got to clear some of the, like, you know, if we didn't really get a hash out or have like a good last conversation, that kind of thing, maybe people that pass by suicide, like, I I just Mm -hmm. wish I would have given myself a little more, you know, love or, or really asked for help or something like that, you know, sometimes through too. Yeah. Oh, love Mm -hmm. that. Um, so there was a question I had for you and I, and I kind of hinted at this question before we pressed record and you said, it's, it's a tricky, the answer is tricky. Um, but I want to kind of like see how much we can discuss about it. Cause I'm really curious. So how can souls, uh, reincarnate into other lifetimes, but also almost the essence of that soul is still present that you can still call in. Like, how is that duality? That's so complicated, but, but also (laughs) kind of easy because, okay. Think of, I'm trying to think of something that's like really easy to explain. So how I was talking about, like, say you're in a house and there's been a murder. There's definitely like an imprint of energy that's left behind. If you're really empathic, mm. more than likely you're going to be in that house and you're going to feel it. Right. And so it's, it's hard to explain, but, um, and the best way that I think I've had it explained to me is like, say our soul. And this gets complicated because we're talking about past lives and future right. lives. We live multiple lives, Right. right always reincarnating to learn, um, relearn, maybe get better at something, help heal in some way, that kind of a thing. So each life is like a slice of an orange. And this is our higher self. Um, but each slice of the orange is, has a spirit. We, I, you will have a spirit from this life named Karen. Maybe you had a spirit from your last life named who Jose, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> you know? we don't really know. I mean, a lot of times I think spiritual people, especially if you start tuning into like meditation and higher selves and all of that stuff, you might dream of the same place or always feel really pulled to a certain part of the world that you have actually had a past life connection to. So if you think of like your soul being this whole orange, but spirits, all of them coming together and possibly even past life souls helping Mm -hmm. you you through this life it's kind of complicated um but it's all one it's all so when you are doing a reading for someone like a mediumship reading 
you're accessing the spirit of kind of that soul. Yes. You're and it's almost like an essence of that soul. Like it's like the, the signature kind of yeah. like of that lifetime. Yeah. It's like their, their soul. I mean, they still carry the same personality. Usually they still show up how they look. I try to ask people to step through how they look towards the end of their life because I feel like it makes it a lot easier. However, sometimes I think when we experience our loved ones on the other side, we might see them step in as the time or during the time that they were happiest. Maybe they were a little bit younger. They were a little bit healthier, that kind of a thing, but you still carry your spirit your, or your spirit still lives on. That's kind of mm. too explain. No, it, I can see, I mean, I can see why that's complicated, but yeah. I always wondered, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, how can we have past lives? But you can like access this. Yeah. Your grandma life. still is your grandma. She right. will never not be your grandma. If right. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And it's like accessing the essence of that, of grandma, of that lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like that soul may be li- born as a baby somewhere else. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's complicated. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. There, I also had, um, posted some questions on Instagram and, or, or asked if anyone had questions and, um, we kind of, uh, talked a little bit about this, but one of the questions was what does connecting with a spirit feel like for you? And like, can you turn it off and on and can it feel scary to you? Which I feel like you said that it doesn't really feel scary anymore. Cause you've always set the intention that it's going to be like helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what, what do they feel like? Yeah. What does um, it feel the like best, to you? The, the best way that I can explain it is it feels like a lot of energy, but like kind of like high vibrational energy. It's, um, we're, here on the physical so everything is like really dense we're physical and so when spirit steps in a lot of times people like they'll get the goosebumps the hair Mm -hmm. and it's because it's like a higher like you know it's Mm -hmm. hard to explain but the energy is like higher vibrational and sometimes it even feels kind of like hard to explain yeah Um, does does that make sense at all that makes sense to me and I think the person who posted that question Um, I think she has some gifts as well. And, um, I think that she, uh, she said she's always wanted to visit one, but like, she's been, um, she's been fascinated with it, but she said that like, sometimes she can feel it too, but she kind of shuts it off. So I think she was just wondering how that is supposed to feel. Um, yeah, you can't, uh, tune in and tune out. I like to say, it's almost like having children. Yeah, if they're if they're being really rambunctious in the next room, you can like completely function and write your paper and do everything you're doing without like tuning into that. Right. Um, early on, I kind of felt like I had to be tuned in all the time because I was worried that it would like go away or something if I didn't like. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. No, to- I can totally see that. Yeah. If I wasn't like always tuned in, um. So I like to say, like I set boundaries. Like when I was at my nursing job, I would say like not at work not at the grocery store, like not, not at nighttime. I like my sleep, that kind of a thing, unless it's like an urgent message that I need to get to somebody, um, that kind of thing. Cause yeah, honestly, like I'm here to help people connect to their loved ones on the other side, but also I'm still human and have right. to live. <laughs> yes. That makes sense. Totally. Yeah. And I yeah. think it should be that way. I think there should be boundaries and they need to respect your boundaries and, and it's important to have them, um, for that reason. Um, I was going to ask another question along that and I can't think of it. We'll have them step in every now and then. I like to say like, unless somebody really needs to hear a message, like 
I know that the right people will come to and book readings with me, but sometimes people will step in when I'm out places and I kind of deliver random messages, but also that can be kind of emotional for people. So I always yeah. like to ask for permission and make yeah. sure that it's okay first. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who just told me recently that she's starting to discover some more of these gifts. And, um, I was talking to her last week. This is not the same person that asked that last question, but, um, she said that she, I think it was like a year ago, but she was out to dinner with her daughter and there was a guy sitting by himself. And she's like, all of a sudden she had this feeling that he is grieving. He just lost his wife. And, um, and that, and so she went up to him. She's like, I don't know why I need to tell you this, but I just want to let you know that like you are loved or you're okay or something like that. And then her and her daughter kind of like walked on out and he came up to her afterwards. Like, I think he came up to her car, which sounds kind of creepy, but he just came up to her and said, I, I want to let you know how much I appreciate it. You saying that I would, but I would love to know why you felt the need to tell me that. And he's like, you know, I just lost my wife. And it was like the, the, the message, she's like, this is happening to me more and more. And I just don't know what to do with it. Um, but I love how you're saying like, you know, ask permission for us to let people know if they're wanting to receive something. And yes. in your experience, Sarah, like, are people willing to wanting to receive it? I've like, never not had somebody that's okay. Yeah. But yeah, they usually are. I think some people are kind of skeptical at first, but then when you can tell them right away who you have and they're like, oh, there's no way she would know this. Like, sure. I'm okay with yeah. hearing because most people do want to know that there is an afterlife and that our souls live on and that yeah. our loved ones are around us. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you ever, when you're doing a reading ever have almost like lines cross where like someone else will come through that's not for that person, or maybe it's related to that person or something like that. I would say that I have had that happen a couple of times. I would say probably like less than five times I've been in a reading where somebody's like, I just don't recognize this soul. Mm. And if I ask them to think on it and they just like, can't take it like days later or something, then I know that it was like not meant for them. And yeah. I don't know why that happens, but yeah. yeah. Or sometimes I will say, I've gotten much better at this, but like if somebody has two grandmas on the other side, um, I found out how to start separating them because in the beginning I was like, I don't know, is it that, and you're like, oh, that could be my mom's mom. That could mm. be my dad's mom. I'm not really sure, but that's not really evidential, which is what I'm here to try to help you understand. So I've kind of gotten a better way to like separate them, like dad's mom over here, mom's mom over here, mm. and then like kind of compare and contrast. Like, like left versus right because left is feminine and right is masculine. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just actually, I think that would be opposite. Cause I think I'm opposite of your screen, mm. but I always just have like your left on side. For yeah. Some reason. yeah. 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 Um, yeah. The reason why I was asking and I, cause I had talked about this in a other podcast episode, but I've had a situation where five or six years ago, I had a tarot reading and it was like a, it was someone where like they recorded the reading and then sent it to me. So it wasn't live. And yeah. then the recording came to me. She prefaced it by saying, this was like a really strange reading. I had a really hard time accessing your spirit guides. Um, let me know what you think. She's like, sometimes this happens when like I'm reading someone else's energy. And um, when I listened to it, I was like, this is not me. And so I, I messaged her back. I'm like, this is not me. This is my husband that you're reading. <laughs> and so oh, I had to funny. do a cord cutting and then she did it again and it was me. And so I wasn't sure if like you ever read like someone else's soul that's connected to them or someone else, you know, in that kind of situation. 
but I guess you probably wouldn't know though. Um, I feel very little. And I think too, I've gotten better at that over time. I, I think in the beginning, maybe it kind of happened. And I think it also has to do with confidence, right? Like I'm passing on messages from people that not everybody sees. You really have to trust in everything that you're getting. And I think when you doubt, you kind of get in your own way. And I think that happened more in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So here's another question. Um, if, our loved ones are physically in spirit near us often. Like, are they kind of around us? Yeah, Um, absolutely. I like to say too, real fast that like, you can ask your loved ones to step in at any given point in time. They have, they're not bound by the physical. So they can be here within the second of like, Hey grandma, I really need you. Like, can you help me through this situation? I'm really struggling right now. However, I do feel like, I like to say it's like the seas, like they always step in and around us. We're going through you know, changes, we're making choices, mm-hmm. we're celebrating something. Um, it's it's like all of all of the changes. Okay, guys, it's popping in here really quickly. This is where things got the internet stopped. And I was in the middle of a story about my guardian angel, which you'll hear when I continue. But just to kind of set the background, we were talking about how we can call on our angels and on our uh, loved ones to, as protection. And so I was given an example of my guardian angel who resides on my left side. I have no idea who it is. Um, I don't know if it's a former loved one. I was once told it was very angelic, so I don't know if it's just an angel, but I do see a white light. Um, when I've had Reiki before, I've seen like this white light come in, but if I'm feeling uncomfortable or if I'm falling asleep and I just feel a little uneasy, I will call on this guardian angel and immediately I will feel this angel. Um, it's incredible. Anyways, I go into a little bit more detail about it, but this is where I wanted to bridge that, um, because uh, bridge that story a little bit because of the technical issues that I had on this episode. Okay. Let's get back into it. All right. Well, okay. So I don't know if I should even talk about my guardian angel anymore. <laughs> okay. Like, anyways, let me see if I can, let me see if this works, but like, I will, I will call her, uh, at night if I'm feeling I need some extra protection and I feel her and I see a bright light that comes into the corner of my left eye, um, when I call on her, but kind of to your point where like, she's always there. She just makes her presence known when I call on her. Um, or yeah. Yeah. And I have no idea who it is. I've been told that it's very angelic. It's a very, it's just an angel, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of, it's, it's amazing. And I remember having Reiki for the first time. And I thought, I literally thought someone was shining a bright light in my eye and, but it was just the angelic light. Like that's all it was. Sometimes if I'm not doing readings and it's just like my loved ones stepping in, I will actually like start to see them. It's almost like a, like a firefly is the best way that I can explain it. It's like a little ball of light. Mm-hmm. And I can tell that they're like starting to like enter my energy field. That's like the best way that I, I can explain it. Yeah. 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 That's how, is how I, I feel it too. It's yeah. amazing. Um, yeah. I love it. I, I love all this stuff, Sarah. I love that, what you do. And I, and I, I love too. <laughs> I love that like a year ago you were debating whether or not to like go part-time with your nursing career to do more of the mediumship. And now it's like, you're able to fully walk away from it. And I think sometimes, and I feel like 
because I have a, um, for myself as a speech therapist, but also I did an interview with another speech therapist who is now more of like a spiritual healer and doesn't do really speech therapy anymore. I feel like a lot of us are pulled in the healing realm and how it looks to us and how it makes sense to us when we're young is a career where we can do, where we can help people. So nursing therapy or whatever, but it's really us able to kind of like almost tap into this intuitive um, healing that, that we're connected to. And then as we either in your sake that like you're almost, and I feel like mine too, but like for you, like it's, it, it was made known to you multiple times over and over again. Like you have this gift, you have this gift and others it's like through their own, for me, it's like through my own work, my own journey, I was able to reveal some more of the gifts, but it, it all comes down to like us leaning more into that healing space. And like, would you agree that like, it's like the, the nursing career was a way for you to kind of tap into that healing um, gift that you have on like a different level? Yeah, I feel like it is, it's almost like an easier way for our soul to like, because it's hard for you. if you just like grew up and you're like, oh, I want to be a spiritual business coach. You might be like, well, I don't know. Can I do that? Like, it's almost like you have to go down the right path to like yeah. pick up pieces of knowledge to get to the place where you're supposed yeah. to go. Yeah. I absolutely agree. And I will find too, that a lot of times like intuitive health stuff comes through in readings too. So I'm like, oh, my nursing is really helping me with like, understanding people's illnesses that they were struggling with or like different pieces of care like things you know family members maybe had to step in and do like I can bring that through in readings a lot easier because I understand it from the nursing side yes I remember you saying that like more of like that mediumship um or yeah. medical medium um yeah. I remember you saying that um so wrap to wrap things up, where can people find you if they want to get a reading from you if they want to um either get a psychic reading or a mediumship reading. How do they connect with you? How do they find you? Yeah, you can find me at sarahjanic.com or any of my social medias. You can find me at sarahjanic medium. Awesome. And I'll post that all in the show notes below. Um, this was great. I, I know I could talk like to you the, forever about spiritual stuff. <laughs> I know. Same, same. And I'm sorry for the whole hiccup that has happened before where, I don't know, I think there might be something that's wanting to not us talk about it. I have no idea, but, um, <laughs> yeah, or you like the energy is like too big, right? You start talking ah, about me, it, yeah. like, energetics that affects it, the like field. So See, this is where my mind goes to something dark and your mind goes to something bright. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Well, well thank awesome. you so much. Um, yeah, for this opportunity. I know you're going to help so many people just through this episode and like for people to like feel more comfortable, even them like feeling comfortable with what they're sensing, but also like to like, maybe take that next step to connect with you to like connect with their loved ones. So, um, I appreciate it. You're doing amazing things. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I understand how valuable your time is and I'm honored that you spent it with me. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would love it if you could leave a five-star rating as well as a review on Apple Podcasts. This just takes a few minutes, but it would mean so much to me as I work to get my message out to the world. And as a thank you for your support, if you screenshot this podcast episode, post it on Instagram stories and tag me at I am Karen Galway, I will send you a free guide to understanding your human design so that you can start living a life by your design. 
I'll see you on the next episode.